Good morning and happy Thursday to you. It is May 25th. I'm Adam Wright. You are listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. And it's a morning that I have been waiting to pray with you since the time I woke up. So let's do that first. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So a few things right off the bat this morning before we dive into the show. And uh, number one, I'm trying not to sneeze into the microphone for you this morning. Um, I want to give a big thank you to Young Catholic Professional St. Louis Chapter for having me out last night to moderate their panel discussion on parenting while working full-time, and it was a, a great discussion, three wonderful panelists. And one of the panelists said something, and, and I, I have to give uh, give her credit for this because I said, I am stealing that for my show. And we were talk- the, the conversation was talking about parents, and the panelists said, my husband's not a saint yet, but we're working on it, right? And I thought, wow, that is all of us right now, every one of us on Roadmap to Heaven. I'm not a saint yet. But we're working on it. And I thought that it was just a beautiful sentiment. And I was so, uh, so grateful for the way she said that. But it was great to be with uh, the group of young Catholic professionals last night. And I know we invited you all to listen to the show. I I hope you're enjoying it this morning. Um, Second, you know, we are always endeavoring here on Roadmap to Heaven to be your cheerleader in the morning to say, all right, we're all called to live in holiness today. As we just said, I'm not a saint yet, but we're working on it. That We're all working on it. And to bring you practical things, to bring you inspiration, to help motivate you, and to honestly help motivate me to do everything we need to do to live a life of virtue. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's unpleasant. But we have a community of faith. And most importantly, we have a God who is offering us grace. We have the, the Holy Trinity with us in everything. And we have the most beautiful of all intercessors we could ever ask for, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Now, sometimes I worry that it, it has somewhat of the social media effect. If you know what I'm talking about, that you know, you see what other people post on social media, whether it's pictures or videos, and you say, wow, their life looks perfect. But really, if you could flip the camera around and see the other side, it's what you don't see on camera. We all have mess. We all have baggage. We all have whatever it may be. Uh, I just want to say this. It's been a rough week for our family. Now, that said, I'm not sharing that because I want you to say, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. God is on our side, and we're going to get through whatever this week has in store for us. But I don't want you to think that, you know, I'm up here talking into a microphone in the studio this morning, 
and that my life is perfect. My life can be a mess sometimes too. And I share that because I just want to be real with you. And I want us all to say that in those messy times, you're not alone. You're not alone. And it's so important that we encourage one another in those times as well. So if I could ask you to, please say some prayers for me and for my family today. Um, I'd, I'd very much appreciate it. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray for you and for your family today as well. Now, on the show, we have a talk for you from Gabe Castillo. It's on the Militia of the Immaculata Consecration, so I can't wait to get to that. We also have a homily from Father Ripperger about the Blessed Mother, again, great intercessor for us, at Pentecost, and uh, why Mary needed to be present at Pentecost to give birth to the bride of her son, the church. And then uh, we also have Father Wade Menezes. We were able to sit down with Father the other day and talk about Pentecost. So he's going to break open Pentecost for us as well on the show today. All of that is ahead. First, let's go to Mike Roberts, and then I think we're going to have a little Thursday throwback fun with the music today because we need we need to be just in positive spirits today. Today is the feast day of St. Bede the Venerable, Doctor of the Church. Born in England in 673 at the age of seven, and after surviving a plague, he was sent to the Benedictine monastery Monquermoth in the kingdom of Northumbria, England. Here, Bede thrived in every way. He was a deacon at 19, ordained at 30, and while still a young man, made abbot of the monastery at St. Paul. He was a gifted leader, but also a great scholar, teacher, historian, and writer. In fact, very quickly, Bede became known as a brilliant saint in his own time. He was an expert at computes, the science of calculating calendar dates, especially Easter, which at the time was the object of extensive disagreement. And he was considered to be one of the most important scholars of the early Middle Ages. And his work, The Ecclesiastical History of the English People, was a template for writing history. Kings and popes constantly asked Bede to come to them and stay, and while he traveled extensively, the monastery always remained his home. He died in 753 while saying his favorite prayer, Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. St. Bede, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Prayer to the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who didst instruct the apostles by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us in this same spirit to be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through Christ our Lord. Amen. I think it's a good time to stop and have a catequiz on today's show. Complete this verse from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in what language? As the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in blank, fill in the blank, 
as the whole as the spirit en- enabled them to proclaim. Well, it's kind of a trick question because it wasn't just one language. It was different tongues. That's the answer. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven staying in Jerusalem. At this sound, they gathered in a large crowd, but they were confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded and in amazement asked, are not all these people who are speaking Galileans? Then how does each of us hear them in our own native language? We are Parthians, Medes, Elamites, inhabitants of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the districts of Libya near Cyrene, as well as travelers from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, yet we hear them speaking in our own tongues of the mighty acts of God. Do not, friends, do not underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. When we come back, Father Wade Menezes and I will be talking about Pentecost. Prayer for the Gift of Prudence Jesus, artful master of parables, your prudence eluded the hypocrites. Your actions were known before creation, displaying all the wisdom of your prudence. Eternity must have attended to minutia. Being prudent in your best interest, you considered all potential consequences securing the outcome of your earthly life. Grant me the prudence to always be cautious and sensitive to the basic needs of others. Jesus, you have shown great foresight. Prudence truly originates from your being. Amen. Perhaps it's the liturgical musician in me, but I have always looked at Pentecost as one of the unofficial markers that summer is here, that it it is time for summer break for the kids. It's time for summer vacation. I love Pentecost, but in about two months, I'm going to be thinking of one particular line from the Vene Sancte Spiritus or the Vene Creator Spiritus, sweet refreshment in the heat when the Midwest summer actually sets in. I'm going to be saying, come Holy Spirit and relieve this humidity that has descended upon us. And I don't know if that's actually something that we can be praying for or saying, but I do know that Father Wade Menezes, if there was ever anyone that would have an answer to what I just said, Father Wade Menezes from the Fathers of Mercy is the guy that I would go to. And luckily, he's here with us on the show today. Father, it's good to have you back. Thank you, Adam, so much. It's great to be with you to talk about Pentecost and the seven gifts and the 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit today. Just following up from a week ago or so, uh, talking about the ascension of our Lord and what that means for the uh, transfigured and resurrected, glorified state of human nature, the body-soul composite. So it's a joy to be here with you again today. But I'll tell you this, uh, you got to remember talking about the heat as you just did in this prelude of yours. Uh, remember, it was flames of, of fire huh, that descended down upon the, the apostles and the Blessed Mother. So there you go. All right. All right. Well, we're talking about Pentecost. We've been preparing for this all week, Father, and in in many ways, it's both a completion and a beginning. I mean, we're, we're getting to formally right. wrap up the Easter season, but we also, I, I mean, I think of so many great families in our listening area that this Sunday will have birthday cakes at their Sunday dinner with the family. Uh, happy birthday to the church. So there's a lot going on in this great feast. Yeah, and, and the preface of the Mass for Pentecost tells us a lot about these different themes of the solemnity itself. Uh, you know, the preface prayer is the prayer just before the Eucharistic prayer, when there's a dialogue between the celebrant and the people, the Lord be with you and with your spirit, 
Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. And then the priest celebrant goes into the preface prayer. So I just wanted to remind our listeners today, Adam, what exactly is the preface prayer and, and what part of the Mass is it? Um, it's just before the Eucharistic prayer itself and, and after the offering of the bread and wine. I say bread and wine because during the offertory, it still is bread and wine. Uh, the consecration hasn't taken place yet. But in the, in the prayer for Pentecost Sunday, we read this. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for bringing your Paschal mystery to completion. You bestowed the Holy Spirit today on those you made your adopted children by uniting them to your only begotten Son. So I've always said, and, and rightly so, uh, the Paschal mystery within the life of the church, the Bride of Christ, which he founded, and which is expressed throughout the celebration of her sacramental economy, the celebration in, of any of the seven sacraments, is that four-event event that we call the Paschal Mystery, capital P, capital M. And, and the second time I use event there, let's capitalize the E, right? Uh, the Paschal Mystery is that four-event event, event uh, of, our of our Lord's passion, death, resurrection, and ascension into heaven. And all that he did in those four events for the main event that we call the Paschal Mystery that these four events comprise is brought to its official completion, as the preface just told us, in the great solemnity of Pentecost. The preface continues, uh, this same spirit, as the church came to birth, this is why we often refer to Pentecost Sunday as the birth of the Bride of Christ, the birth of the church, opened to all peoples the knowledge of God and brought together the many languages of the earth in profession of one faith. And we know that one faith by her four marks. She is one holy Catholic and apostolic. The preface continues and ends then, Adam, therefore overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim Sanctus, 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 the holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, uh, him. And so there you have it. Pentecost Sunday brings to completion the beautiful Paschal mystery. It's also the birthday of the church by which we are sent out precisely because of the fruits of the Paschal mystery. And we are uh, adorned, if you will, and I love that word in this regard. We are adorned with the seven gifts and the 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit these 19 great gifts and fruits to let grow in our lives as we go out, as the evangelizers were called to be, each one according to his or her own uh, vocation and state in life. And by that, I mean not only the proper vocation, so to speak, of, of single, married, or a consecrated bishop, uh, priest, deacon, uh, or, or consecrated religious brother or sister, I mean also employment vocation, you know, the doctor, the farmer, the lawyer, uh, the homeschooling mother of four striving to live her vocation fully, uh, and even the divorced dad of three who's striving to live a chaste life. Regardless of one's vocation and state in life, we're called to imbue these 19 gifts and fruits, the seven gifts and the 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit, and let them grow in our lives and, and go forth now into the world and, and live them and share them with others. 
I think of a couple things right off the bat. I think of the end of Matthew's gospel, go therefore to all yeah. nations, preaching and baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the Great Commission. And then also uh, I think of the responsorial psalm that we hear, uh, when the Holy Spirit comes to you, you will be my witnesses. Uh, that we sing in the course of the liturgy over the next few days. It's a reminder for me, Father Way, that as you mentioned these gifts and these fruits of the Holy Spirit, it's like, well, what do I need? You you give me this this great commission. You know, we say, the Lord gives me this great commission. Uh, What do I need to accomplish that mission? Well, he, he gives us everything we need for that, and that's what we're celebrating this coming Sunday. Right. And if one has the moral certitude that they are in a state of sanctifying grace, which simply means that to the best of your sincerest of knowledge, you're not aware of any mortal sin on your soul, you have these seven gifts and 12 fruits within your soul working in you. Now, they may be infantile in you, meaning very small, minute. And so you got to work each one of the 19 like a muscle, right? You know, I know a little bit about this post-rotator cuff surgery, which included a, a detached upper bicep. And one of the the, the longest um, uh, parts of my surgery from back in December that needs to be healed, it's taking the longest to heal, is precisely that upper bicep. So, cause it was, it was detached. So, uh, but every time I work that bicep, I work fortitude in my life, a fortuitous act, a courageous act. Then that gift of the Holy Spirit, one of the seven, grows in me. So you got to work each one of these 19, that is to say the seven gifts and the 12 fruits, like a muscle. And each time you work it faithfully and regularly, it gains strength in your life and it grows. The only thing that takes us out of a state of sanctifying grace is a mortal sin, grave matter, done with fullness of knowledge and done with deliberate consent of your will. The three elements that constitute a mortal sin having been committed. Uh, If any one of those three or any two of the three are missing, then you've committed a venial sin. Now, venial sin constricts the seven gifts and 12 fruits uh, from working in our lives fully, but it doesn't sever them supernaturally. Mortal sin severs them supernaturally from working on our life. And we know that uh, the ordinary means for having mortal sin forgiven is through holy confession. Uh, So I want to comb through the seven gifts and the 12 fruits just by name, and then I'd like to spend a little bit of time uh, on describing each of the the seven gifts themselves in a little bit more detail. And as you can imagine, doing that with Father Wade was a fantastic part of our discussion that took a little bit of time. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring you parts of that over the next several shows, uh, talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but we also are going to not make, we're not going to make you wait for it. We're going to have it on the podcast for you. In fact, I'll have a little bit more information on that as well when we come back from the break. But that is just the beginning of our conversation with Father Wade Menezes on Pentecost and the uh, seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry. I'm whetting your appetite here for more and then uh, go into a break. But here's a little Michael W. Smith for you this morning. Like I said, I need a supercharged Thursday. You may need one too. And I don't know about you, but I still have the dream. A prayer to St. Joseph. O blessed Joseph, faithful guardian of my Redeemer, Jesus Christ, protector of thy chaste spouse, the Virgin Mother of God, I choose thee this day to be my special patron and advocate, and I firmly resolve to honor thee all the days of my life. Therefore, I humbly beseech thee to receive me as thy client, to instruct me in every doubt, to comfort me in every affliction, 
to obtain for me and for all the knowledge and love of the heart of Jesus, and finally, to defend and protect me at the hour of my death. Amen. We've said it many times this week. Let's pray the way Jesus prayed. Let's look at some favorite psalms. And here with some of her favorite psalms, once again, is Patty Schneier. Well, this week we started with Psalm 51, a beautiful psalm of repentance. Perhaps you could use it before you go to confession in preparation. We've looked at Psalm 103, a beautiful psalm saying the Lord is kind and merciful and how wonderful he is when he puts our sins from us so far as the east is from the west, rejoicing in his mercy. That's Psalm 103. Yesterday was Psalm 19. We talked about the law of the Lord and how beautiful and refreshing and all of the wonderful words about God's law. Today, I'm going to talk about a psalm that many of us know. We all know it, as a matter of fact, Psalm 23. And Maybe this is a perfect psalm for anyone who is afraid. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. In green pastures, he makes me lie down. To still waters, he leads me. He restores my soul. He guides me along right paths for the sake of his name. And even though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me with your rod and your staff, which give me courage. You set a table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. For anyone who's afraid right now, Psalm 23. The Lord is guiding you right now. He is leading you right now. He is the good shepherd. You can trust him. Read Psalm 23 today. And I pray that this psalm, a beautiful psalm, the Good Shepherd, may bring you comfort and peace. It's one we all know, but that we'll never tire of. And thank you for reflecting upon Psalm 23 with us today, Patty. Two things always come to mind when I think of Psalm 23. Uh, with your rod and your staff, you give me courage. Now, the staff of the shepherd, the crook, we all know that. You use it to pull the sheep back in. Or when the radio host starts talking too long at the event, you use that to pull them off the stage, right? Uh, but the, the rod was a piece of wood carved from the densest part of the tree. You did not want to be on the receiving end of the rod. And so if you were the wolf, you had to watch out for the rod. Uh, and if you were the shepherd, you used it to keep away the wolves. Now, the other thing I always think of is when we hear about our, our Lord, the Good Shepherd, uh, there was a bishop I, I was speaking with at one point, and he said something to the effect of uh, sometimes the staff is used to uh, to pull the sheep back in. Sometimes the rod is used to beat away the wolves. And we have to, we have to pray for that protection each and every day, and that's why it's so important to one. Uh, talk with your guardian angel. Ask them to, to be with you throughout the day. That's their, that's their whole job. Uh, talk to St. Michael. Pray through the intercession of St. Michael. Pray through the intercession of the Blessed Mother. Go to our Lord. Place yourself under his protection. You and I cannot do it alone, friends. Let's close out the show together in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here's what I wanted to tell you before the break, but I wanted to make sure if you go to our YouTube channel at Our Catholic Radio or just search YouTube for Covenant Network Catholic Radio, we've got a 42-minute long video of Father Wade and I discussing Pentecost the other day. You can watch the whole thing there. You can learn about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to Roadmap to Heaven. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Pray your rosary today.